I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage. But I do know how to build a football team. Hey, he, he knows how to build a football team, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, hey, you want to know something? I know how to make sausage, though. And really? I know how to build a football team. So, oh, I'm the yeah. jack of all trades, man. Hire you me. Build, What's up? You build different, yeah. Hey. You could be the owner. Hey, exactly. Hey, please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts Cast, and our Instagram is at Colts Cast. Got a YouTube up, too. Go ahead and YouTube search. The Colts cast, and we'll pop up. We'll pop up somewhere, you know. We got some shorts up there. We got some. We got our pods up there. It's all fine and dandy. I know y'all heard that quote. Man said, "I I don't know how to make sausage." Look, we we are gonna get right into <laughs> it because that press conference was a load of asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Oh wait. No, I should say horse asterisk asterisk asterisk. asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 was it was very telling, and I don't think they're telling us everything. I just kind of want to start with that, Jamal. Just talk about the press conference, what yeah. you thought about it, because Jim Mersey says some wild stuff. Even Chris Ballard says some things. Yeah. I, uh, I, I want to start off by first talking about what Ursay said about Ballard when he was asked if he's going to be back. He said, oh, yeah, for sure, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. I, I'm going to tell you straight up, anybody who watched that press conference saw Ballard's body language. My man was looking stiff. Mm. He was looking I mean, he. I, I think it's pretty unsafe. It's safe to say it's pretty uneasy because Reich also said that, or Reich, Jesus, Ursay also said that Reich was fine all year. He didn't have anything to worry about, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's out of the picture. Uh, so I think that Ballard knows he's on the hot seat there at this point. Now, as I mentioned, I thought it was really weird that he hadn't come out and said anything and, and the press conference kind of explained why, because he didn't know how to keep his mouth closed, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, so I thought it was just really weird and interesting that Ursay, you know, backed him and said, Oh, he'll be back next year. But Ballard's body language said otherwise. Yeah. We can't trust anything Ursay says. No. Right? <laughs> Frank Wright's safe. Boom. Two weeks. Yeah. Matt Ryan's our quarterback for the next four years, potentially. Boom. Bench after eight weeks. Yep. And then Chris Ballard, and I quote, Y'all been kicking the shit out of me for not drafting wideouts, and now we're underperforming on the offensive line. Yeah. When Bernard Raymond is your first offensive lineman that's drafted in the first two rounds since mm. Quinn Nelson, which was in 2018, we can blame you there, too. Like, <laughs> it. The blame extends to Chris Ballard, and he should definitely be on the hot seat. We're already clearing house. Might as well get him out of there, too. But, look, you're allowed to draft offensive linemen, too. I mean, he he really thought Jackson Barton out of Utah, a seventh-round pick, was the answer in 2019. Do you all even know who that is? Exactly. And don't even get me started on the lack of QBs drafted, because Jacob Eason (laughs) – the guy who got benched by Jake Fromm when he was at Georgia. Uh, y'all thought that was the answer. Here we are. Here we are, man. We're officially in tank mode. They don't want to say it, 
they don't want to say they're waving the uh, white flag because you know we are a winning organization because expectations are high here very high (laughs) we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000 Mm -hmm. all right that means in the upper quartile of winners we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile the upper that's rare air and we've earned that the upper quartile of that upper the top court i don't know how many quartiles he thinks are in a quartile but anyway we are a winning organization they're not gonna say look I mean, they, they can't come out and publicly say, we're tanking. They can't do that. They have to say, we're trying to win. But everything they've done up until now in the past few weeks are saying, we are in tank mode. That's what I see, Jamal. What do you see? Dang, man. I don't have the clips or nothing, so I'm going to have to let you take the cake on this one. You're 100% right. 100%. A lot of contradictions going on throughout that entire thing. You know, we talked about how uh, Chris Ballard's a winner. His record's, what, 43 and 45 and 1, so that's less than 500. That's not a winner. Um, we talk about us being in the fourth winningest team since the year 2000. Eric, what year is it? <laughs> is it 2022? November? I think it is. I think it November? is. November? So I'm pretty sure it's about to stroll over to 2023. Oh, so why are we talking about something that has been happening over the past 22 years? No one cares what our record is over the past 22 years. I care about what our record's been over the past five years during during this Frank Reich era, this Jim or this uh, Chris Ballard era. That's what I care about. The 43 and 45 and one. Not, that's, that's what's important to me. So I don't care that we've been the fourth winningest in the 17 quartiles he's talking about. Although I didn't realize there's that <laughs> many in there. Um, I care about what's happened over the past five years. So yeah, a lot of contradictions throughout this entire, throughout this entire thing. You know, we, we want to coach with no experience, although, it's good to have experience. So I, 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 I'm just confused at what's going he, on there. It was he looked drunk, right? <laughs> yeah, and a few shots of Henny. Hey, what's up, Way Henny? Too many. He he did say on Jeff Saturday, yes, he is fully experienced enough. Yes, he is fully capable. I mean, that's just not right, right? I mean, that's Correct. completely wrong. He's not experienced at all. Yeah, he's experienced as a player. He's a great mm-hmm. player for the Colts. Mm-hmm. As a coach, though, just like you said on the last episode, Jamal, just because you're a great player doesn't make you a great coach. I think Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets fans probably <sighs> found that out the hard yes, way. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, and he's not the only one. You you could go back to Jason Kidd. Yeah, but we're not talking about the NBA. We're talking about the NFL. I just think there's a lot of things that go into being a head coach. It's got to be one of the hardest positions. you got to do game planning, breaking down film, orchestrating practice schemes i mean that that's just not always just the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator they have a hand in that because they pick their coordinators as well mm-hmm. ability to lead player personnel decisions there's a lot that goes into it i don't think i've even scratched the surface with the amount of things that go into being a head coach i don't think i i, I know you know but i know it's a lot and the fact that someone can just walk in with no experience to me, is a slap to the face to the people who've been coaching for a long, long time. You have to think about the coaching staff just on the Indianapolis Colts that was like, wow, Jeff Saturday. Wow, I've been doing this thing for 15 years. I've been the linebacker's coach for this this many years. I mean, let alone the rest of the NFL because there's only 32 head coaching positions. You have to feel robbed of an opportunity, right? Absolutely. I mean... 
you legit have to feel robbed. And I, it will make me not trust anything. It's bad enough that you've had to kind of watch a demise. And maybe there have been a couple of coaches who've been there for over the years, kind of seeing things that are going on. But how would I be able to trust anything if I just watched an OC get fired for potentially no reason, head coach get fired, uh, bring in a someone who has zero credentials in the, in the NFL or college or the collegiate level, uh, and they just get a job, and you're sitting there just waiting. Wait yeah. to hear something. I mean, I, I I just wouldn't trust that. I would I, I honestly, if I were them, I would be exploring my options because it's a loose cannon. It's a dumpster fire right yeah. now yeah. for the Colts organization. I it's looking really bad. Um, Parks Fraser, team's offensive play caller, moving forward for the remainder of the 2022 season. He's the pass game specialist, assistant Q, excuse me, assistant QBs coach. He, like Jeff Saturday, has no experience calling plays in the mm-hmm. NFL. What What's your thoughts on that? Uh, what do you expect, man? I, I like you said, this is all just a big dumpster fire. I think this is experiment one on one. We're just trying to put something. I honestly feel like they're trying to find ways to make the situation as as bad as they can. So in the event that it does continue down this downward trajectory, it's like, well, look at all these things we had in place. We had a a second year quarterback who had to come in who was a third string. We we had a we have a brand new interim head coach who's never coached. We now have a uh, a play caller who doesn't have much of any experience. I think it's just like the perfect storm to keep the excuses coming. Um but I, I, I just I don't I don't know. Like seriously, if you I understand the whole tanking thing or whatever and like if you don't want to make it look like you're tanking, there's no better way to make it look like you're tanking than to do what the organization is doing. Had he just played the season now like normal and just been like, damn, this is just a shit show. We don't, we can't figure it out. We can't win. O-line isn't blocking. Yada, yada, yada. Everyone would have been like, you know what? Charge us to the game. This really sucks. I don't know what the team is doing, but they better figure it out during offseason. But when you start playing around with all these pieces of the puzzle, I mean, it, it looks fishy. It looks, it looks like, I don't know, it's just shady. It's all, it's all crazy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I guess the one positive that comes out of this is that Parks Frazier and Jeff Saturday, they get to build some experience in the NFL, right? They they get some opportunities that they probably wouldn't be afforded the chance to. I mean, definitely Jeff Saturday. I think Jeff Saturday even said he was shocked that he even got called for this position, right? Yeah, and how crazy is that, especially when Ursay literally said, well, I'm glad Jeff accepted because we didn't have any other plan. Like, what? Did I, like, <laughs> I miss something? <laughs> like a complete I, disaster. Yeah. That's just unfolded. Oh man. And I, I even tweeted this the other day. I, I said we should have we probably should have kept Carson Wentz, right? But guess who guess who pulled the trigger on that? Jim Mercy. He wanted him out. I don't know. Something about QB stability is is seems to be a major factor to winning in the NFL. I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I like to venture and say that you are quite possibly correct on that one. So, <laughs> and it's not looking too hot for the the unstable house. You know, they're gonna mess around and try to pick up like a Rod or Jimmy G at the end of the year. Well, we're gonna try to we're gonna pick up somebody else. We'll figure it out. We've really been eyeing not. this this cornerback in the first round. Who we want to get? <laughs> I can't. You hate cornerbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Ballard oh, likes defensive that. players. So I always like to mess with defensive players. So you know, you know how he rolls, man. Man, I don't, there's some there's some good cornerbacks. 
Yeah, they Cam are. Smith out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Ringo out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Those are the potential top know, 10, top 15 picks. I know a few potential quarterbacks who will be even better than that, though. Hooker. Who do you like? Ooh, Hooker. I, 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 yeah, Hooker's my guy. He, I, he, got, he, he got exposed last weekend. It was raining. Defense was playing really well. He didn't do great, but... I ain't going to let one game be his demise. And I'm, and I'm glad we kind of mentioned that because I've seen a lot of stuff talking about Sam and people are like, oh, Sam, this, Sam, that. People, people, remember, this dude has had zero playing time besides the preseason. It's only his second week in the league playing against a team that allowed him to get sacked not one, not two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, but nine times in one game. I would love to see the people who are out here talking that good noise get out on the field without Olan and evade the pressure. Because I can guarantee you'd have been sacked four hundred times, and probably after the first one, you probably would have been on the ground crying, ready to get off the field. So, pump the brakes. Relax. Everyone saw Matt Ryan practice today. People were like, "Oh, put put Sam back on the bench. Let Matt back in the game. Calm down. Calm down." Maybe if we can get some people to block from him for a little bit, he can do something. Yeah, it's it's really hard to evaluate Sam Ellinger right now when he's taking nine sacks. So I I won't I will primarily blame the O line for that, but I told you last week, Sam Ellinger, that there were some plays I thought he missed uh during the game that, you know, potentially costed a sack. So there's always that. So the Raiders, I, I don't know if it gets much easier, but we'll we'll see. But I saw a mock draft. Had us picking at number five? Dang, that's cr- that's crazy. Eric, I just want to take, <laughs> take a second. I just want to take a second while while as before we talk about this. I told everyone. I told everyone. I said early on. After we were what one three and one, or maybe we went two. No, because we weren't two. Were we one one, three and one? My, I think we were one three and one. And I said at this point, hey man, abort mission. Go ahead and let's let's go ahead and get rolling on these early draft picks. Nah, it's too early. Don't do it. Nah, I didn't ever tell you. Now we got projected number five, Eric. Hey, that's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. That's one mock draft, though. We, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't. Because Jeff Saturday said he wants to win. He did exactly. say. He made it clear he wants to and win. And the players are going to play. Yeah, for like, sure. All of them. They're they're mm-hmm. playing for contract. And we have talented yeah. players out there. It's it's not like they're going to tank their contract out there. That's no, they're true. Gonna, they're going to be out there playing. Now, the schemes and plays that are being run, <laughs> they might put them in an unfavorable position, but <laughs> like Stefan Gilmore, he's going to be balling out out there. That's true. Well, you know, yeah, and I, honestly, man, looking at the rest of our schedule, I really think that this game against the Raiders is the biggest bang for our buck because the Raiders have, for three weeks straight, given up 17-point leads. They've blown the lead. So, I mean, you know, we love coming uh, playing from behind, so this could be our game <laughs> to... <laughs> To go ahead and get that lead on a, on a late, you know, late fourth quarter drive, maybe you get a dub out of that. But yeah, right. You wouldn't believe this if I told you, but the Raiders, uh, they have less wins than us. <laughs> it's wild to think about. Yeah, so two teams they're underachieving. We'll see what happens at Allegiant Stadium. But we will. I, you know what, man? I'm hoping that'll happen. Hopefully, Gus will just ball out this game for his old team. And I'm really needing to see some Yannick Ngakwe because this man averaged eight sacks a season 
before coming here. I mean, I don't even let me see how many sacks he has right now because I want to make sure I'm accurate. He hasn't been the impact player that we thought he would be. Yeah, really. and that, exactly. I mean, because I, I literally, I said when we first got him, I said, oh, man, if he can get us eight sacks, we're going to be in money. Everything's going to be great. But, I mean, it hasn't been hot. Four and a half sacks this year. Four and a half. And only one, two. Looks like two of them have been full sack. Three of them have been full sacks. Others have been half sacks that combined to make the four and a half total. So, yeah. And we gave up Rocky Sin. Yeah. playing pretty well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What I'm looking at right now, like I said, I told you I've been looking at some mock drafts. That's really, after what's unfolded the past couple of weeks, it's just, what can we do to improve in the future? And Will Levis at pick five right now mm. could, be the, could be the Colts quarterback of the future. I, I see a lot of people on social media that don't like him. I don't know why. I, I mean, he seems like this, you know, he's got a rocking arm. He's got some athletic ability. He, he, he seems like, I, I don't want to say the Josh Allen type, but yeah. he reminds me of him a little bit. I don't know. But some people, they're, they feel a little turned off about him. You know, he's not like an automatic, like, yeah, I, like, I really like C.J. Stroud. There's no hesitation there. But Will Levis, there, there definitely is. Well, you know, I think the only thing, too, when it comes to, like, and I know we're, we're not really discussing C.J. Stroud because he won't be in in there at the time. I have, if we lose enough. You know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> technically, yeah, you're right. But, like, I think I like to remember that these quarterbacks like C.J. have so many weapons. If we have Marvin Harrison Jr. as our as our wide receiver, then, yeah, we'd probably be looking pretty good, too. So, like, I, I try to remember that. A lot of these guys are surrounded by five-star athletes who are probably going to go to the league, too. So Will Levis, I like that Kentucky. I mean, they have a great class, but it's not. It's not a. It's not an Ohio State class. It's not a. Um, it's not a Tennessee receiving core class that they have going on. So I, I think that it's kind of biased to not give Will Levis the the credit he deserves because he's working with less than what what these other teams have, and I like that. I mean, I I think that it's hard to say too much negative. I know he got exposed by Georgia, but so did Hooker. Every team who plays Georgia for the most part gets exposed by them. So you got to kind of figure out how to bounce back from that. And and I, I like what he's done. I'm I'm not saying that I'm all chips in for him, but I'm with what he has around him, I haven't been mad about what I've seen. So, but we'll talk about that okay. for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a discussion for the future. We got to see what pick we're going to get. Yeah. We got to see what these quarterbacks look like at the end of the season. But what what's what's the score prediction for the Colts Raiders game? We'll be back after a quick break. If if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we we kind of uh, fifteen years ago we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Well, I don't see a score more than, uh, 
six points, and by six I mean two field goals, not a touchdown and a, and a missed PAT. I'm talking two field goals. So I'm gonna guess here. <laughs> so it's Chase McLaughlin time. Yes, exactly. He's gonna go two. For, he's gonna go two for three. He's gonna miss one. Um, oh my I'm, goodness! I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be seventeen to three. Woo! That's yeah. an ugly game. It's very ugly. We got the lowest score in offense versus a decently hot Devontae Adams, but the rest of the team ain't nothing. So, well. I would say they they have a lot of talent on their roster. Yeah. Like Derek Carr has some great qualities. Josh Jacobs has seen a resurgence uh this season. They they finally figured out just, you know, give him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> We're really good at run blocking. Let him get work in. They acquired Devontae Adams, top three wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any argument there. Darren Waller, I think, recently just went on the IR, but he was another weapon. Yeah. Now on the defensive side, I mean, they got our boy Rocky Sin, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. I'm worried about that pass rush. We're always worried about that pass rush when we got the, the Colts offensive line. And if anybody watched the Patriots game, like any NFL, they could see that all you have to do is stunt a linebacker and it's over because our dudes was out there dazed and confused. So... If you want to get to the quarterback, stunt the linebackers, and you're going to get there every play. You saw Matthew Judon. I said we got to watch out for him, and he had, what, three and a half sacks? Yep. Jeez. Yep. Hey, for la- one player to have three sacks. I mean, that's just inexcusable. Cr- and, I mean, and, and, and I was going to say, just on something on him, they were all sacks where he just literally just ran straight through, and it was a freebie. Like, no one even looked at him. That was the worst part. I don't even. I think he was kind of surprised he was able to get him that easily, especially after having the first time, after having the second time, after having the third. I mean, it's like, what point do you plan on touching him? Yeah. Any point. What uh, if we end up winning this game though? Wouldn't that be funny? That would be. That would be funny. I could, the reason why I could kind of see that happening though was because like it could be a breath of fresh air with a new coach in there, resurgence. Yeah. You know, I can kind of see that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor practiced today. So that That's was good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think he'll play, but he's back in there because I know they didn't want to put That's him on bad IR. To hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't. When they said they didn't want to put him on IR, that kind of told me that they probably don't have plans to play him, but they just don't want to have to put him on that full four game, you know, set away. So, I, I think that they probably won't. Like for example, I mean, even Shaq Leonard was in last week, and I kind of forgot because he wasn't making any noise. You know, nothing against him, but. Kind of forgot that he was even in the game because it was Bobby Okereke and, and Zaire, you know, doing so much stuff. So, kind of got overshadowed. So, I wouldn't be surprised for them to let JT get his rest, or if he is in there, kind of be the not have a crazy workload. Yeah, Zaire. Yeah, I've been I've been telling y'all. Yeah, he different. Yeah, he, he's been an elite linebacker this year, and mm-hmm. I mean, he was like he's like number three in tackles, number two somewhere around there. He's top five though. Yeah, that means something. That means something. But yeah, I this franchise is dysfunctional right now. It is. And let let me ask you this, Eric, just to cap it all off for us. What if how would you feel? What are your thoughts on this is completely random too? That this is not so much about Jeff Saturday being the head coach as it is Jeff Saturday winning the players over to be the new GM and getting bowed out at the end of the season. Whoa. Huh. I think it's a perfect thing to do. You got a chance to get Jeff in there, 
he he's been he's been an ESPN analyst. He knows a lot of players. He's you know not uh, he's been watching. You know, does, does he player. have the ability to evaluate talent though? He said he. I mean, it seems to it seems uh, to think he that he can. He yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he probably have a better idea of evaluating talent than he does coaching. I I don't I, know. I don't. I really don't know. And I just know. Just Saturday does not have experience. <laughs> I don't feel good about the situation moving forward. No. I don't think the Colts are going to win many games. We might squeak one or two out, but I, it, we'll see what happens against the Raiders. Yeah. Like, it's going to be very telling to yeah. see because it'll be Parks Frazier's first game calling plays. It'll be Just Saturday's first game head coaching. Like, what's going to be different Who's going to be utilized? Like, there's a lot of question marks, and I don't, I don't like that uncertainty. You know, halfway through the season, but to answer your question, I'm not sure because I don't know. Like, just Saturday's qualifications, it, it just to me right now doesn't fit that role of a GM. Yep. But I don't know. He could be good at it. We we always thought Chris Ballard mm-hmm. was a great GM. Mm-hmm. He had an eye for talent, and he's found some talented players. So, yeah, it's just his fault of you know not drafting O linemen, band yeah. bandaging quarterbacks, things like that. I think that's been a downfall. It's about and, the green, and he's been kicking the can down the road so long. It's it's inev- it's inevitable that it catches up to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we are. So. Why you you want Jeff Saturday to be the next GM? I didn't say that. I think that as a player GM, John Elway has done a pretty solid job in in Denver for what it's worth. So I think that he can learn. But I I just don't know. I just can't grasp the point of Jeff Saturday being in Indianapolis. Have they just, done a good job in Denver? Well, I mean they they managed got to a busted up quarterback. Well, I, I should say fine. You know what? I'm going to sound like every other Colts fan when they when they, they were fail. able to Hold scoop on. scoop they, Peyton up. Yeah. Okay. And they won a Super Bowl. You're yeah. right. And they went to two. They lost one. Um. And I mean, I think that after that with Brock Oswald and those guys, okay, that was a Drew Lock. Drew Lock. I forgot about Drew Lock. Although yeah. Drew Lock, I don't know. He <laughs> he's fun to watch. He, yeah. He's, he seems like a fun player to be around. Yeah. And, but it looks like Geno Smith over there is comeback yeah, player of the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Maybe I should retract that statement. Maybe I should. Maybe I should look that up a little more before I go in depth. Well, on, everyone on that. thought Russell Wilson was going to be a perfect yeah. fit. They they were saying the Broncos were contending now, like they yeah. finally had their missing piece. But that boy, dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's dangerous how much that missing piece still ain't there. <laughs> yeah, I don't Man, know doing what high happened. Knees on, the, on the PJ, because he not want to ride with the team. Seahawks had it right. They was like, <laughs> let's get this man out of here. We know what's coming. So Everybody yeah. knows Pete Carroll. Jesus, anyway. I know. It, it It's crazy. But I got my score prediction at, man, I think Sam Ellinger gets his first passing touchdown. Ooh, okay. We'll do We'll do 10 to 31. No, no. Ooh. No, we won't because our defense is better than that. Yeah. We'll do 10 to 17. All right, 10 to 17 and 17 to 3. All right, bet. I like that. Yeah, I think I think he might be able to squeeze his first passing touchdown. I don't think the, the Raiders are – they've been 
finding ways to lose games. I don't yeah, know how. You're right. So, and I'm hey. sorry, I should have said 17 to six, but yeah, keep going. I said yeah, okay. So I, I think they're only favored by about four and a half points. So we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Um, I, I, as much as I want to say, go Colts. You know, I, I wouldn't hate if they lost at this point, just right? because. <laughs> The, <laughs> the draft pick goes higher, but then again, it would be nice to see the Colts win, you know, convincingly. I don't know. I really don't know. It, <laughs> there's a lot of things running my in my head about this organization. So hey, Y'all was sleeping on me when I said we should have been taking earlier on. Uh, it would be, it wouldn't be I, nice to I see I didn't know lose. we were going to fire everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, <laughs> I, I just couldn't see into the future. I didn't have my crystal ball at hand. But, yeah. We'll see. We'll see, man. Oh, yeah. Go Colts. Go Colts. Whatever that means. Go Colts, everyone. Uh, that's going to be it. That's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. And we'll be back after the game on Sunday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. You guys have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. That's right. Have a good weekend.